Hey everyone, welcome to Burger King. What's your beef? No, I'm playing. Hey all, welcome to The Peak Speak, a podcast recorded by The Peak in collaboration with CJSF 90.1 FM, Burnaby. Before we record today's episode, we would like to respectfully acknowledge that we broadcast on unceded ancestral territory of the Coast Salish peoples, Squamish, Musqueam, and Tsleil-Waututh. On today's episode, our conversation will cover creative students at SFU. We have some great guests with us tonight. Can you guys please introduce yourselves? My name is Winona Young. I am a third-year communications student, and I am also the arts editor for The Peak. Hi, I'm Melissa Campos. I am the multimedia editor for The Peak, and I am a fifth-year interactive arts and technology and English student on my way out. Whoop, whoop. I'm Michelle Gomez, and I'm a fourth-year international studies student and communications student, and I'm a news team member for The Peak. And hey everyone, my name is Yul Libera and I'm a final year criminology and English student at SFU. I'm also a staff writer and news team member at The Peak. All right guys, so today's episode is going to be based on the notion of creative students at SFU, or if you're listening from another university, the creative students at university. And we're going to be discussing the struggles that you know creative individuals go through as we're bombarded with academic responsibilities, work responsibilities, and we're basically going to be talking about how creative students manage and juggle their obligations with the creative endeavors that they want to partake in. So as for myself, I am an individual who loves music. I love writing music. I love opportunities to record music. But I've found that my creative juices and all of my creative ideas seem to just halt between either September to December or January to April. So basically, (laughs) the majority of the year. Um, And I found that it's really difficult to navigate and to juggle studying for exams, making sure you get a great GPA, having a social life, making sure you're drinking water, making sure you're still breathing, and all of these different things that as young students and young human beings uh, were expected to do. Um, it's difficult managing that with, with the music that I want to make or even you know the short films that I want to create and participate in. And so I want to ask either of you girls tonight, what do you guys think about the creative experience of students and how it's stifled by the academic requirements or the work requirements that we have at this young age? Well, I think it's one thing to be a creative student and like not be actively like in either in visual arts or in filmmaking because at least for them, their art is their, like their creativity is their work. But for regular students like us who aren't like, who aren't majoring in their kind of dream job area, so to speak, like it's hard to say creatively wet, mm-hmm. like all the time. Yeah, I mean, even as somebody who does study, um, you know, film or my passions and does make videos for my classes, I can even say that my creativity creativity is stifled um, because we're still not given the exact freedom Uh, in choosing what we want to make. So we're often doing these projects and spending countless hours in stuff that we end up kind of essentially throwing in the trash once the course is done and um, that have to follow all these requirements. And so even though from my perspective, I'm studying something that, yes, I like making films, so I make films in my classes sometimes, um, a lot of that stuff still isn't showcasing what I want to be creating. So even in that sense, it's just kind of 
limiting here. Yeah, that sounds really difficult. Michelle, what do yeah. you have to say? Yeah, I agree that creative time has almost become a luxury when you're taking so many classes. Um, and a lot of my hobbies are revolve around like creative activities. Like I like to play instruments. I like to dance and write poetry and whatnot. She plays piano like Stevie Wonder. Oh, well. Shots. And she twerks like Stevie Wonder, too. <laughs> <laughs> Work hard, play hard. Exactly. <laughs> no, but it's true. I think, you know, it's 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 something that, I mean, I, I would imagine that individuals, whether they're born creative or whether they just, from a very young age, fall in love with the arts, it's something that we essentially just come to terms with the second we get, you know, the second we step foot on our university campuses. It's so funny because I used to think that, you know, as somebody who wants to partake in music or in film or even write novels and, you know, become an author, I used to think, <laughs> foolishly, as an 18-year-old in my first semester, I used to think, oh, you know, I'll do three hours of homework a night and I'll make sure by Friday all my homework is ready by the next week. And on the weekend, I'll have all this time. I have, like, what, two days to film and to write and to record or produce. Everything's going to be fine. And what I came to find was that if I got five hours of sleep a night, that would be more than enough, you know? Um, but something I've also found is that, you know, I'm not alone. It's, it's, it's mm. as... I'll be very honest. I am a very sensitive, creative type kind of guy. I love writing. I love um, creating art. But I also really love, um, I love connection. I love connecting with other artists. And uh, I, my first couple of years at SFU, I didn't think there were other creatives. I thought that, not to sound pretentious, like I'm not trying to be like, oh, I'm the Kanye of SFU. Like, you know, no one is on my level. That's certainly not what I'm saying. But I just thought that nobody cares. Oh, well, I was going to say I'm the Beyonce of SFU. Oh, I mean, that's true. I have firsthand. No, I'm the Kesha. <laughs> That's almost better. No, okay, wow, but the, no, but wow. the thing is, at least like what you're saying about kind of like talking with other <laughs> creatives and that, like, because I feel like being a creative, you really need a community. Otherwise, it's very hard to kind of just kind of like lone ranger it. Yeah. Because at least one thing that at least like even hearing from you guys, it's just like one thing that I find really interesting about being well a creative. Um, Michelle and Melissa are making a lot of eyes at each other right now. I know you guys can't all see that. I don't know why. Um, but she cries amazing. every time she laughs. No, but yeah, no. At least like, I don't know how I can relate this back to Kesha, but like, even just something like being around creatives, being around people who say like who say who say stuff like I'm like the Kesha SFS few. I need like you kind of need to be around that constantly because at least like one of the I feel like one of the things that about being creative like you kind of need to be in like creative soil like and ground creative people otherwise it's really hard to kind of just self-cultivate that. Absolutely, especially when we're on a campus where you know the building, not that you can't find inspiration in dull things, you know. Um but when you come up the mountain on the 8:30 uh, bus or a 7.30 bus and you see like this gray campus with a whole bunch of students who are mm. like dying and are in dire need of a cup of coffee. It's It, it can be draining. I think for anybody but particularly for mm. creatives um, and you're right Winona, I think you know having that kind of tribe to find or that community where other individuals are creative as well maybe not even in the same medium, the creative medium that you're you know well versed in it's essential. I mean I guess a place that I found my tribe um, and it's unfortunate that I waited until my last year to, like, finally immerse myself in this community. Uh, in my final year, I was able to find The Peak, which is, you know, SFU's independent student-run newspaper. And it's run by all of these, you know, 20-year-old, 20-something-year-old individuals who 
um, all come together to write pieces or edit pieces. We have amazing editors, and they come and you know we create these pieces for our newspaper. But I found that a lot of these individuals juggle their job at the peak, mm-hmm. juggle other jobs, juggle their academic uh, responsibilities. But they're also creatives in their own respect. You know, we were just talking um, now and sharing all of our own creative endeavors and whatnot. And I, I have to say, like, I'm so blessed and I'm so thankful that I found the peak because, you know, individuals might not even like what art I like to ingest or what art I like to create, but I'm inspired by other individuals and their creativity. And it's, in a weird way, it's kind of like transcended into the art I want to make and the art I envision for myself. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, speaking at least about art that you make, at least, I don't know about y'all, but there are at least, like, I had very high hopes for myself for a lot of creative projects at the beginning of 2019. Not a lot of them have panned out, mm. but some small things did come from it. I just want to kind of, like, go around at least at the table, like, at least of this week, and kind of, like, general art, like, the past couple of weeks, like, what is, like, a kind of piece of art or creative thing that you did for yourself? And if you didn't make one, like, or if you didn't have time to, like, why? Well, I mean, the nice thing about, I mean, plugging the peak again, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> but the nice thing about the peak is that it does, um, being the multimedia editor, I get to film all the time, which is something that I really like to do, and I actually get to put my ideas into a video format. Mm-hmm. Um, so a lot of the creative things I want to do actually have to do with the peak. Mm. I come to work and I'm like, okay, I have a goal for myself this week. I want to create this video. And while it is for a job, it still kind of gives me this avenue to be creative with something that I might be proud of, a project that I might be proud of, um, in my own way. Whereas with school, um, I'm done my IAC classes, um, but thank you. (laughs) Um, But when I was doing them, it was just there was no room there for me to go home and work on my own films or anything like that. Like every moment that I had that I was on a computer was dedicated to doing some weird narrative, interactive narrative project that I was never going to use in my life ever again. Or coding something. I hate coding with a passion. I spent <laughs> I spent the past four, four or five years coding. Yeah. And it's just, school kind of like held me back from doing a lot of these projects that I wanted to be working on. And I thank God that I, I joined the peak because now I actually have some videos under my belt that I'm proud of that I want to show to people. But school, it doesn't give a lot of room to be able to do that. At least that's what I found in my program. Uh, what about you, Michelle? Yeah, well, obviously, like, um, news is definitely the less, the least creative section of the peak, I would say, outside of the peak. I actually had a really nice moment this week. It was just a small thing, but I was on campus covering an event, and it was really early in the morning. It was like eight o'clock and I'm really not a morning person <laughs> but I happened to arrive on campus like half an hour early so I was there at 7 30 and um I decided to just go in the forum chambers and start playing the piano because they have the pianos there and as I was playing I realized it was like literally the first time I played the piano all semester because I've been so busy mm. and it was just a really nice moment for me even though I was exhausted and grumpy I was being creative and there was construction kind of drowned out the noise, but it still felt great. That's awesome. That's really inspiring, too. And it's amazing when you find these opportunities where you don't really plan on being creative, but it mm-hmm. just, like, happens naturally. Um, I was recently... Um, I met up with a friend, 
and we went to this place called Continental Coffee, which is amazing. Mm-hmm. It's on, uh, I forget where it's from, but that's besides the point. Essentially, uh, I was at a coffee shop with a friend, and they informed me, you know, that they're creative just like I am, and just like we all are. And they informed me that when, when you're having a bad week or day or when you're just in a tough time uh, in your life, something that gets you through is holding on to the art, whether it's creating it or ingesting it. Like, holding on to art, that will get you through, no matter what. Even if it's two minutes a day where mm-hmm. you can just designate to enjoying this art, make it, make it, make it so that it's, it's, it's a part of your routine. And I... I am somebody, and I'll let you guys in. I'll be vulnerable. Screw it. I am somebody who loves listening to what people have to say about their day or the experiences that they're going through, but I don't just pay attention to the words. I pay attention to how they're saying it or, like, their emotions that are transparent on their faces. And I love going home and writing up whether it's any, like, form of literature or even, like, a song about what I've heard somebody else go through. And I I remember um, just being with a friend and hearing what they were going through and the frustrations that they had. And, you know, I think the beautiful thing about art that I've realized is that you can, you don't even have to go through something that somebody has gone through, but you can experience it through the emotions that they portray or that they express. And the great thing about art, I think for myself, is that um, you can create create art that maybe it doesn't even have to, you know, you don't have to go through, but when you see people or when you hear people's stories, um, it, it's a great way to uh, connect with individuals when you, you know, kind of create art that, that people go through and that humanity goes through. So I've been trying my best these past couple of weeks to designate at least at least 20 minutes a week. And I know it doesn't sound like a, a lot, but um, at least 20 minutes a week where I can just jot something down, whether it's inspiration from what somebody said, from an argument I see of a couple on the bus, anything, anything mm. that I can find. And that's really helped me. Yeah, I've I've also started journaling recently. Ooh. It's a lot of fun. It is. I mean, I used to in elementary school, I'd be like, Dear diary, <laughs> blah blah blah. <laughs> but I've gotten back into it recently and it's really nice to just reflect and let the creative juices flow. Absolutely. Yeah, no, um at least one thing that kinda like shooketh me up a little bit, <laughs> I remember like last time I was watching this uh there's also like a YouTube creative, Anna Kana. Um, she was talking about the necessity of being creative because she was like, if you like, if it, if you actually stifle your creativity, you actually have like higher like chances, like higher chances of being irritable, of being mm-hmm. of being of, like, of being grumpy, um, and at least kind of like all this like kind of repressed creative energy. Just like if it just goes nowhere, like it just kind of stays like very deeply buried and just. You just kind of stay stagnant, and just yeah. if anything that kind of like terrified me, and also kind of just like woke me, kind of like woke me up. I was like, oh, is all of the work? Am I being creative, even though I can't make a career necessarily? Maybe of of all the creative work I want to do, like, like, am I still keeping myself alive with like doing some of it at least? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, the nice thing about art <clears throat> is that it comes in so many different forms. It's mm-hmm. not like oh, you know, some people think that oh. To be a creative, you have to be somebody who, you know, um, makes videos or writes novels or, mm. like, or as an artist, you know, makes beautiful... No, no. Art comes in... and Literally, stick figures. Yeah. They're mm. art. You can make a stick figure comic and that's that's a work of art. If that's the case, I'm Picasso. <laughs> <laughs> ah, same here, same here. Yeah, okay. um, but yeah, and it's just no matter what form of art you choose to kind of um, interact with, it's some it's a way of releasing emotions it's a way of releasing thoughts it's a way of getting 
things out um, of just your mind. And so even I would encourage anybody who kind of would consider themselves not talented, and I use air quotes because everybody is talented in their own kind of way, um, but anybody who kind of thinks, oh, you know what, I don't want to write because I'm not a good writer. That That's not what partaking in art is about. Um, I'm, I wouldn't classify myself as an excellent writer, but I love to write. Mm. Mm. And, um, and it's just a way of kind of getting my emotions out there. And it's like, it's therapeutic in a way. It is. Um, oh, it definitely is. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, it's just, it's just one of those things where I feel like even though we don't give a lot of time to it because mm -hmm. we're so busy, it is still important. Speaking of therapy, um, <laughs> no, like, no, for real. Um, I remember I was actually talking to my therapist the other day, and I was saying to her, because at least I've been journaling for, like, the past couple, through like, three years. Therapy is all about, like, my therapy is all about, like, talking, 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 talking your feelings out, because you're thinking, like, like, you're thinking, like, determines how you feel and how, like, how you behave and how you project yourself into the world. I remember telling her, I was like, I used to love writing about my day. Like, I used to love journaling. Um, but there's some days where I'm just like, nothing's going wrong, so like I don't know what to do, so I feel like it's all just pent up, and she was like, have you tried drawing? She was like, I know you draw, like, I know you're an artist, like, I've seen your work, like, why don't you just do that? And then, it seemed it was a very, like, significant, like, oh, yeah, why aren't I doing that? Mm -hmm. Um, and yeah, even just, yeah, just kind of like a small thing like that of just, I don't know, self-validation, and just letting yourself be. Absolutely, and you know, Something that I really um, appreciate what Melissa and what Winona have said is that, well, first, Melissa, you had said that art comes in many forms, and mm -hmm. it's not just, you know, one-dimensional, it's multi-dimensional, and I, I found that when I am not stressed out by my academic responsibilities, when work, not the peak, because the peak is always a blast for me, but when my work outside of school, um, you know, is, is, is not too hectic, I find myself realizing that you know and this is gonna sound super corny but art is everywhere like art is mm. not just in the music that i listen to or the books that i read it's literally everywhere i go um mm -hmm. you know i'm not gonna put it on i'm not trying to put it on the spot but i love fashion i think fashion is one of my favorite things but every single editorial meeting coming in and seeing what winona has on oh, like, yeah. the fly you know about me, you I mean, you too. I was getting to you. I was getting to you. You didn't let me finish. The basic black t-shirt and jeans every single finish. week. You didn't let me finish. <laughs> Winona and Melissa and Michelle. Um, but, you know, fashion is something that I personally love. And um, I, I just really enjoy looking at people's clothes and what, what, what I can interpret from what they're wearing and why they wear it. Also, I should just mention Michelle and Melissa just pulled up their sweaters to reveal a black T-shirt and both of them wearing jeans and being like, ah. Uh, I.e., Winona is fashion fashionable. Ooh. Michelle also is too. I'm just a basic bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really not fashionable. I shop at Aritzia. That's where it's at. <laughs> Dude, I shop at Walmart. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but no, but for real, for real. Like mm. I, I, I find you know, fashion mm. is a form of art that not a lot of people. Yeah. pay attention to our realizing what Winona said earlier as well about how our art can be really therapeutic and mm -hmm. you know I've been seeing a therapist for the past couple of months and mm -hmm. something that we regularly talk about is you know he can, he can almost always almost always ask me if I if I'm telling him that I had a rough week or if I've had a rough couple, rough couple of months or whatever he said well have you been enjoying your art because one of the first things he asked me um, about coping mechanisms that I could use you know for free because therapy is not 
pretty. Oof, I did not grow up. But it's, it's art. And, mm-hmm. you know, it's so interesting how I find myself stressed out. Mm-hmm. And admittedly, I'm an individual who bottles things up and I don't really mm-hmm. uh, express myself. People can, that doesn't mean I'm not transparent. I'm an open book. Like, you can look at me and be like, oh, you was having a day. But I just don't open up in terms of, you know, mm-hmm. being vocal. And something that really helps me is art. And I think it's, it's super important. Like, we talk about exercise. We talk about drinking mm-hmm. water. We talk about having, you know, vitamin D and going out in the sun, but we don't really talk about enjoying things that make us feel better. And art something certainly something that makes us feel better. One thing, yeah, definitely at least kind of on the other spectrum of that, like you're saying about art is everywhere. Yeah. And, like, that you can, like, make art at any time or any kind of form of it. But one thing that is, like, kind of on the flip side that stresses me out, actually, is just, like, because art is a commerce. Like, it is, like, a thing, how, thing, how people make their living. And at least, like, personally for me, I say this because my sister was mm-hmm. a solder snake, like, business student. Like, <laughs> LinkedIn is her only form of social media. I'm not even kidding when I say that. She's like, oh, yeah, like, what are you, like, what do you, th- what are you about thinking about, like, maybe it's, like, starting a blog, putting up some content there, maybe, like, just, like, making kind of getting, getting, like, a little writing portfolio up, like, we can get your own domain. And, like, I, I've been thinking about making a blog, like, a style blog and a writing blog for a while now. And, like, I realized, like, I spent the past three months thinking about how I'm going to actually brand it and everything. And I actually haven't written anything, mm. which is, like, I'm not sure if, like, if you guys kind of experienced the same thing of just, like, oh, yeah, like, I'm, like, doing art right now, but, like, is it art good enough for my portfolio? Is it good enough to, like, show on, like, this could be good for an Instagram or if it's good for a post? Will this be, like, will this generate a lot of followers? Like, what kind of analytics am I going to get? Do you know what I mean? Of just yeah. Since that- I'm a bedroom artist. <laughs> nothing, nothing I write, nothing I record leaves my bedroom. And oh, I, I, I like that term. I am a bedroom artist. And I'm yeah. terrified. Like, when I say I'm a very confident individual mm-hmm. in terms of I can walk into a room and, you know, love people and express mm-hmm. love to people. And I'm, a, I'm not afraid of people. But I am afraid. I am terrified of expressing my art to the mm-hmm. outside world. Not necessarily because I'm afraid of, oh, people are going to think I suck. Like, sure, everyone has that concern. Yeah. But, you know, art reveals to people who you really are if you're being Mm. an honest artist you know Mm. there's no hiding behind the art and so when people listen to your songs or if they watch your the films you create or they read your books essentially they come to realize who you really are not who you want to not who you want to appear as but who you are and that's something that terrifies me sis so that's my that's my thing yeah i know what you mean about feeling pressure to commodify your art and this isn't really the same thing, but I used to do competitive dance. Woo! And, like, a lot of that is just about getting the trophies, like, coming first mm. in the competitions, like, being the best in your class. And it kind of makes it not fun when it gets mm. that serious. And I remember I used to love dance, like, as a kid. And then when I joined the competitive program after a few years, it became not fun. Like, it became almost a chore because I was always being yelled at for not being perfect and everything. Um, and then ever since I've quit, I've just wanted to dance, like, just for fun. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, for me, kind of being a creative where my studies are in what I kind of do creatively, um, that definitely has changed, too. Um, My interest in videography started when I was in high school, and I had access to Windows Movie Maker, and then eventually, you know, Sony Vegas when I wanted to upgrade, right? And I felt so, used to feel so proud of my stuff <laughs> just for finishing it. I'm like, oh man, a two minute video, we're good, we're posting this on YouTube. It was like, like now I look back and they are, bleh, bleh. sorry, 
the shittiest, <laughs> the shittiest edits. But okay. but it, but it matters that you felt really good about them because yeah. I remember yeah. cause, like because I remember I did the same thing too. Like I would find like a picture p- pictures of me and my friends. I would put like the reverse image. But at least like at least like looking back on a lot of the art that I made when I was younger, I was very proud of it. And I don't know, like, do you guys? Well, I'm sure, well, I don't know, maybe, but, like, but do you guys still feel that way, at least? Like, or feel that kind of, like, just, like, an unapologetic, like, pride or, like... Absolutely not. <laughs> I, um, again, as I was kind of saying, um, my, because I study what I am creative with, I'm much more critical about mm. what I make. I, every time I write a piece of fiction... I can like it, and then I'll go back to it two days later, and yeah. I'm like, oh, this is crap. I'm, no. Um, and same thing as videos. I always feel like it can be better. And working in videography uh, yeah. for the peak has kind of forced me to at least put my stuff out there. Yeah. But mm. there are so many pro- projects that I will start, and I will just, okay, no, this isn't good enough, so I'm not. Like, I have about at least... 15 to 20 unfinished edits just wow. from high school. Wow. And I would, uh, and in high school, it was, I would get bored and I'd just stop working on it. Now it's, oh, I look at it and I'm like, I don't want to finish this because it's just, I'd rather start over and make it better. So definitely kind of studying what I'm kind of going into, what I like doing creatively has definitely made me kind of more aware of what I put out there. Yeah. That being said, it's still very therapeutic, and I still love doing it, and I still love doing it just for myself. I don't feel like I need to post it, right? Yeah. I, that's just how I am when I want to release something to the public. I'm much mm-hmm. more critical. Absolutely. You know, um, that's really important, which we just noted, that art doesn't need to always be commodified. It doesn't always mm-hmm. have to be published. My little sister, shout out to Eden, uh, she's... Uh, I'm not even going to say what form of art she's really, really good at, just because I respect her and that's something for her to reveal, but she's really good at this form of art. And, you know, I love my sister. Like, she's my best friend. I think she's, like, the most amazing woman in the world. And whenever she creates this form of art, I see it in her bedroom. Like, she goes to UFE, and I, I, whenever I'm going to her room to, like, pick up something, I see these pieces of art everywhere. And I'm so proud of her because if she were to release it, everyone would know how dope and amazing she is but she does it for herself because it's a it's therapeutic and b like she says like it helps to keep her alive um and i think even on the flip side of that like there is a lot of pressure in releasing your art especially you know like something i've come to terms with is that for any artist that whenever you take yourself seriously and you inform individuals that you're going to release your piece of art Mm -hmm. the very first art you know piece that you publish or reveal or and post on social media, that first piece of art is going to, you know, set the trail for who you are as an artist. Mm -hmm. And the quality of it is going to set the trail. And so that's something that I found so much pressure with is that, you know, Mm -hmm. I only have one introduction. Mm -hmm. And if it's not to the best of my abilities, then everyone's going to think I'm trash forever. Even if I make, like, the most amazing album or anything afterwards. And so that's something I found. What's it called? One thing I will just say, because I remember seeing a post about this, but, like, one thing that I hate now mm-hmm. is the amount of people who Instagram their journals. One thing I hate is because, like, these journals are places where you're supposed to, like, mess up in. You're yeah. supposed to have, like, be really, really messy. Like, it's not supposed to be necessarily, like, packaged and brandable like and like be able to see like in a top-down like camera perspective yeah that's one because at least like i don't know like when i go through like my old journals like it's a mess and not like in a cutesy oh i'm 
so messy. messy. Uh, I'm, <laughs> it's not, this, this isn't a Zoe Deschanel. This yeah. is more like Quentin Tarantino and like a really <laughs> weird like run of coffee. Yeah. I mean, from my perspective, I mean, yeah, you know, I see that on Instagram and I'm kind of like, I'm, I'm, why? Yeah. <laughs> but to, to me, I don't understand it. But to people who do post it, like, maybe that is their own form mm -hmm. of releasing their art or being therapeutic about their art. Like, maybe mm -hmm. that's just... Like, some people, as, you know, as much as I don't really agree with it, they like to be validated by social media. Yeah. And mm -hmm. they, um, if they... If the way to release their art into a journal is that they have to post it afterwards, I don't necessarily... Like, I think I can bear with that. Yeah. But... It's just, it's just everybody has their own forms of kind of, like, putting stuff out there. But I've also found, though, too, in that, you know, whether it's... And I have to word this very carefully because I never want to appear even remotely pretentious. But there's so many cases where... I'll give hip-hop as an example. Hip-hop is something that I found myself to express myself with or enjoy. Just a part of my culture and my upbringing. And I don't know, ever since hip-hop, I think around 2016 or 17, it became the most the number one most popular form, like genre in America. And I feel as if, it's not that I have an issue with how overly saturated it's becoming. I have an issue with individuals thinking, oh, it's hip hop, it's easy, let me do it. And it's whatever, I can do it and everyone's gonna love it because it's popular. But for the individuals who don't pick it up and put it back down as a hobby and who live and breathe this stuff and who uses hip hop to survive, that's something that, if I'm gonna be like dead ass honest, it like infuriates me because there are individuals who want to create that art form because that's how they survive. This isn't something that, oh, it's cool, like, that boy or that girl's gonna like me if I do this or they're gonna think I'm cute and funny. No, like, it's something that, you know, that transcends culture. It's something that, you know, it, it, it gives life to individuals. And so that could be said for, you know, the playing of instruments. That could be said for filmmaking. It could be said for anything. Um, I just found that, I don't know if it's so, if social media is great in the sense that if you're talented, you have an uh, you have a platform to show the world how talented you are. But it also gives individuals who don't take these art forms seriously an opportunity to have a quick run for money and then dip. And I don't mm -hmm. like that. Yeah, that's that's a very fair point. I mean, yeah, just kind of uh, <laughs> um, bringing it back a little bit to the university aspect of it all. Yeah. We as creatives have our own opinions on what we should see on social media and um, all that. And of course, um, I think that whatever way that you choose to express your art, as long as, like you said, Yule, it's not kind of impeding on other people's art forms or kind of insulting other people's art forms, I think it's still important that we take the time for ourselves and whether we do it on private, whether we put it online, we have to take the t time to ourselves to kind of um, make sure that we do have that moment of release. So just kind of as one of our final questions coming up. Do you overall feel that you have those opportunities to kind of release your art? Whatever you, whatever way you do it, and we kind of touched on this at the beginning of, of the podcast, but do you feel that you have those opportunities, whether it be with school, with work? How, how do you feel about that? I will say this tried as quickly as possible. I think, no, we don't have those opportunities because most importantly, I've never seen it modeled for me. I've wow. never, I've never, th I've never, I can't think of a role model who is a per at least even just in like popular culture and like stories. Like I can't think of somebody who's 
doing creative work and is doing studies and their creative work it's not it's not their like it's yeah sure they would like to but it's not their dream job they're not that it's not the end of their story that they're going to become this great actress or or musician or anything that they, that they just do it because they love it mm. and it just helps sustain them and i and even just like and i find it sad because at least i think of like my friends and like unless they're like really serious about it like making linkedins and doing auditions and doing all kinds of stuff i can't think of any other person to model it for me and it's kind of a weird thing that i have to model it myself and kind of see what other people are doing and trying to figure it out um yeah i think that we actually do have these opportunities if we seek them out and take them i personally don't because i don't want art to be something that i'm working on i just want it to be something for myself and the reason i chose not to study something that i'm passionate about is because i don't want to turn my hobby into a job Mm. because at that point it doesn't become a hobby anymore and then i stop enjoying it you know it's so crazy because Winona and Michelle gave completely like different answers, but I do agree with what Winona and what Michelle said in that, you know, yes, if we do seek out these opportunities, I'm sure we're able to find, you know, different avenues to take to not just create this art and enjoy this art, but release it. But you know what? To be honest, it's nearly impossible in my eyes because uh, the the young individuals, the young students of universities today have it the most difficult, and I fully believe that. No, it's not just about getting a 4.0 GPA or whatever, however close you can get to that. It's about having, you know, three p- resume pages of job experience. It's about being a leader um, in this sort of group. It's about having all this volunteer experience. And in the midst of all that, we're supposed to maintain not just regular, but like healthy, like healthy social relationships, healthy habits, like eating right and going to the gym and on top of all of that, we're supposed to find these avenues where we can express ourselves through, you know, various forms of art. I think it's nearly impossible for myself, but I think that kind of goes or ties into the last question that we're going to be asking today is, do you think that SFU or, you know, any university institution can make it so that students have more time or more, you know, opportunities to partake in these artistic endeavors, um, specifically for creative students? It's a small thing, but uh, in my communications class, I know that, I won't say his name, but he's a very beloved professor. Yeah, he's a very beloved professor in the communications department here at SFU. Y'all know him. But he added a, he added in a, a project where you could make a, your own creative video, so to speak. Wow. Um, and even though it's kind of just for yucks and giggles, um, I really appreciate the fact that you have to kind of, you think up like, oh, well, like what if I were to make this kind of product, what would it look like? How would I advertise it? Even though you have to write a really long paper on it, it's still kind of 30 seconds of you being, fu- of having fun. Yeah. And even just like so small stuff like in English classes, at least that talking, like discussing like the material and just, or, and asking, how do you relate to it? Like, I actually, I live for the stuff like that. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. I think that was kind of tying into what I was going to say, which was just basically, I mean, we can't do much. It's on us if we want to take lower course loads so that we'll have more time to do stuff on our own time. Yeah. That's on us. But that being said, I've wasted tons of projects doing stuff that I really don't care about. The criteria was kind of ridiculous. So there are ways that you can learn the same content while also doing something that you can be proud of. So... Something that SFU courses can do is they can just make assignments 
kind of more open-ended yeah so that you can create something that's not just for school but also for yourself absolutely we'd like to thank you guys so much for joining us tonight uh at the peak speak a podcast done by sfu student-run independent newspaper the peak in collaboration with cjsf 90.1 fm burnaby it's been a pleasure thank you so much good luck and godspeed <laughs> nah it's good <laughs> peace out guys <laughs>